Gitten, Perik Zayin, Mishnah 7.5, and the Mishnah continues to discuss Gitten that are contingent, that is to say, um, the get is given based on some condition being met. So in the previous Mishnah, we talked about the weird conundrums that come up in terms of um, the time delay, but now we're going to focus on the conditions themselves. So a conditional statement in English um, is typically one that sort of structures an if-then, so that means if it rains tonight, the grass then the grass will be wet tomorrow. Um, or if you jump up and down three times and whistle Dixie, then this get will be effective. Mm-hmm. So one can make such a conditional uh, statement when he gives a get. And if that is the case, so then the get being effective will certainly be subject to the conditions being met. Now, when one gives the get, he can really employ um, a term which is used in the previous mission, which is im. Im is like the word if which is the standard word used in, condition, in contingent statements, the if-then type statement. So it would be, if you give me 200 zuz, then you'll be divorced. Um, so he gives the get with that condition. So then that would mean that she's not divorced until she meets the condition of giving the 200 zuz, just if he says, here's your get, and it will be effective if you jump up and down and whistle Dixie. Then again, as soon as she jumps up and down and whistles Dixie, then she's divorced. Um, that's straightforward. And that would mean that according, if one used the word if-im, so then the get only becomes effective upon the fulfillment of the condition. So she only becomes divorced if and only if and when she fulfills the condition of giving the 200 zuz or whatever else the condition might have been. One could, however, use the word if, im, you're divorced if you give me 200 zuz. But one could say when well, you're divorced as of right now, me'achshav, from this moment you're divorced, but contingent upon you fulfilling the condition of giving the 200 zuz or jumping down and whistling Dixie. So what that would mean is that the gets given now, the divorce is effective as of now, but of course the woman still has to fulfill the condition for it to be effective. So that would mean, like hypothetically, the husband gives the wife a get, he says, this is your get from now, im, if you jump up and down and whistle Dixie. So even hypothetically, let's say that he gives the get now and then, then, he dies, and then she jumps up and down and whistles Dixie. So then the get will be effective from the time that he gave it, even though she fulfilled the condition after he's dead. That would totally work. And in such a scenario, even though the husband died prior to the conditions being met, still the woman, after jumping went down and whistling Dixie, fulfilling the conditions, so she is um, considered to be a divorcee and not a widow. So she can't marry Cohen, but she wouldn't fall to Yibum, etc. Okay, now our Mishnah jumps in the deep end, as the Mishnah often does, and says, well, what about if he doesn't use the word if at all? So the statement isn't, if you do this, then you'll be divorced. He used the expression almanas, on condition that. So, um, The husband gives the wife a get, and he says, this is your get, on condition that you give me 200 zuz. So there's a machlokas amaraim in the Gemara, whether we understand the almanas as being if or me'achshav, meaning does the, the contingency that she has to give 200 zuz mean that she's not divorced until she gives 200 zuz, and therefore almanas is the same as im, like we had in the previous Mishnah? Or is it almanas on condition, does that mean you're divorced me'achshav from this moment, Provided that you fulfill the condition in the future. So, that's a machlokas amaraim. 
Rav Huna says it means me'achshav from now. Rav Huna says no, it means um, only once the condition is met. Um, the Halacha and the Rambam and the Bartanura go through Rav Huna. So therefore, here our Mishnah will understand Almanas means it's effective contingent upon whatever the particular contingency is, but it's effective from the time the get is given, provided that the contingency is met. And that being the case, the Mishnah reads, Hareze gitech almanas shetitni li masayim zuz, if one gives a get and says, this is get is almanas, is on condition that you give me 200 zuz, she's divorced, but she must give the 200 zuz. And then, by giving the 200 zuz, retroactively, she will have been divorced from the time that the condition uh, was set. Um, in terms of her status in the interim period between when he gives the divorce and when she gives the uh, the money, it's exact same kind of machlokas and discussion that happened in the previous Mishnah regarding um, while waiting to see if he dies from a sickness, etc. That's a different condition. Okay. Next case in the Mishnah. Almanash titni li mikan vaj yom. If he makes the condition subject to a particular time frame, he says, this is your get on condition that you give me the 200 zuz within the next 30 days. So then, if she fulfills the condition and delivers the 200 zuz within those 30 days, so then she'll be divorced, and if not, then not. In other words, the Chiddush, the mission here is you might have thought that you know he's just trying to you know um, encourage her to pay promptly, um, but no, we get very legalistic about it, as the din should be. Therefore, if he says it has to be within 30 days, it has to be within 30 days, and if she doesn't meet the 30 days, then she's not divorced. She's back to be married to him. Okay, straightforward enough. So now, the next line of the Mishnah, um, the Gemara ends up saying is chasuri mechsara, that there are, as if there are words missing from the Mishnah. Um, and the reason why it says that is because, I'll read it to you in a moment inside before I tell you the missing words, is that this line of the Mishnah has a maisa, has a story. And the rule is when the Mishnah presents a masa, a story, um, the maisa is supposed to um, support the previous din, the previous ruling that was presented. You can't have what's called a maisa list or a contradictory story or even one that's sort of off-topic and irrelevant. The stories are only there to corroborate and reinforce um, a, an opinion given prior in the Mishnah. So what happens in this Mishnah, we're going to see the next line, is really not doing that. It says, Amr Shim Gamliel, Maase, it once happened, but Sidon, in the town of Sidon, like modern-day uh, Lebanon, Be'echad she'amr le'ishto, a guy said to his wife, Hareze gitech, amana she'titni li, it's Talisi. This is your get, on condition you give me back my jacket. You know, kind of like give back, give me back the wedding, give me back the engagement ring, and then um, that will make the get effective. So it's almanas on condition that you give me back what I want, my jacket, the, the engagement ring, and so on. So then you'll be the get will be effective, and we say it'll be effective as of now. So avda itzali. So the problem is that meanwhile she lost the jacket, so she couldn't give it back. titen lo es dameha. And according to Shimon Gamliel, the rabbis in Sidon ruled that since she hasn't got the jacket itself, she can just give back the value of the jacket and that'll be effective and she'll be divorced. Okay? Now the problem is that this story doesn't seem to really corroborate what we said before. What we said before, the last thing we're talking about is, is time constraints, and we certainly said in the context of the time constraint, um, if he says within 30 days, it's legalistic. If, the, if it comes in day 31, she simply isn't divorced. 
So this doesn't support that at all. This to the contrary. It says, even though he said he wants the jacket back, the money will do. So the Gemara therefore says, there's a chesur mechsur, there's missing words, vachiketani, and the way you should read the mission is that there's another shita, the shita of the chachamim, who hold that if he makes a condition on something specific, like return back to me the engagement ring or my jacket, if she doesn't do that, she cannot say the chachamim. She cannot give the value. And if she gave just the value of the engagement ring, that's not going to cut it. She needs to give the actual ring or the actual jacket. Rabbi Shimon disagrees as he says no. Um, he, if she doesn't have the jacket, she can just give the value of the jacket, um, and that will be sufficient. And then he brings that mice, that story, to corroborate his side of the his, his opinion. Now, the conceptual machlokus between the two opinions is, according to the Chachamim, when the husband divorced his wife and he makes that condition, so we have to assume he is just trying to be difficult. He wants to make her suffer and says, I, on principle, don't want her having you know, my varsity jacket. I, in principle, don't want her having my engagement ring. I want that jacket back. Um, whereas Rabbi Shem is assuming he's not doing it to be malicious or to make her, you know, to be difficult. He simply just wants to have a new engagement ring or a new jacket. Therefore, she has to give it back or the financial equivalent. Now, the halacha is not like Rabbi Shem Gamliel, which is a little peculiar, meaning the halacha is like the chachamim, that if he makes condition your divorce almanas on condition that you're giving back my jacket, so she's not divorced until she gives back the jacket. No jacket, no divorce. Um, and the financial claim will not do. That's the shita. That's the halacha, I should say. Uh, but notwithstanding that, the mission doesn't present that shita at all. It presents the other shita from Shem Gamliel, who the halacha does not follow, which is we assume the husband was not trying to make her life difficult, and therefore she could give the economic equivalent if she hasn't got the actual uh, jacket to give.